А теперь огонь! Ага. Огонь по в Кадыровске! Motherfucker! <laughs> of course your piece of shit meeting fucking kicks me out of this goddamn... Oh my god! <laughs> what did it kick you out of? I was in the middle of a league game. <laughs> Fuck you in that dumb game. You son of a... You son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, come on. You're going to dox me already on my own podcast? I, hey, I doxed you the last time on accident. Oh, and did he, you actually? Didn't he say Beanie? I didn't hear your actual name. <laughs> oh, anybody who listens to this name. I mean, it's not like people don't already know my first name, but as long as people don't know my last name or my Okay, y'all. If this podcast gets to 100 views, I will give you Beanie's address. What? <laughs> no, I was talking about Beanie saying my name. <laughs> what the I mean, so, I will give you Toast's address. No. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna act like a dyke on their period? They would give us a, their address. Did you just say a dyke on a period? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Icebox Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host Pib and reoccurring future co-host guest, the Magic Beanie. <laughs> I don't know if we want a co-host that's going to be doxing us, though. You know, that's the only bit. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay, first, okay, first of all, I'm with this bastard long enough to the point where it just slips out, okay? Yeah, no, it's First fine. of all, I don't think Toast is a bastard. I know I am, though. <laughs> Jeez. Today's... I call Toast a bastard a lot of times for Today's... various reasons. No, no, I am literally a bastard, my friend. Oof. Today's topics are going to be movie and video game reviews and stolen idea from the fag cast. Is it a Joe and Biden? Pib playing Russian roulette for the seven shot revolver. We already talked about this. You're not playing Russian roulette. Um, well, fine. And then I'll go to fucking Las Vegas, pick you up, and we'll go play fucking American roulette, a much more boring version. I'll admit that. Um, Actually, anyway. what happens if I go to a casino, whip out a revolver, and ask the guy if we can play Russian roulette? Uh, you get arrested. <laughs> uh, not if I fucking lose. <laughs> well then, um, but we're going to be ripping off the fag cast and playing. Is it Joe? Bi- well, I'm going to put my own spin on it because the fag cast does. Is it a Joe Biden or Charles Manson quote? And today's quotes are going to be. Is it Joe Biden or a serial killer quote? All right. Mm. So we're going to play that game. Do we want to start out with reviews or do we want to start out with the game? Also, the game, has, the game has a wonderful prize at the end of it. Whoever wins, I PayPal $5. And so if it's I will, him, I will send toast for him to will, put uh, on... The uh, okay. podcast. I will legitly post a picture of me buying a Happy Meal. Okay, so since we lost, For reference, I will be getting chicken nuggets and French fries because I'm not a pussy and do not want McDonald's greasy, nasty ass apple slices. 
probably have seen less sunlight than a CIA black site prisoner. Oh my God. All right. Well, fuck it, I'll up it. They probably haven't seen fucking sunlight less than a Russian political prisoner. God. All right. So since Beanie has uh, wandered away, because, of course, the second that we started the podcast, shit comes up on this end. We'll start with uh, movie reviews. What is the movie that you would like to choose? And uh, will you uh, Seventh it? Company. You're what? Seventh Company. Okay. So you want me to do my review now? Or yeah, what? sure. Yeah, no, okay. I, I've never Seventh watched Company. Seventh Company before. Oh, you have? I have not. Oh, we'll have to watch it next bonus episode. So now... Seventh Company, oh, so Seventh Company is about the VDB defending a mountaintop in Afghanistan. I forget what hell it was. I believe it was six twenty-seven, but let me double check. Go on. Hey, go on, doggy, get lost. Well, not literally, but. So it is called Ninth. Well, it's called the Ninth Company. Okay. So it is actually Hill 3234. Okay. And now, first of all, let me say if you are a fan of Russian or military history, this is not the movie for you. They get a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, including mainly how many Russian soldiers actually died. Very few died. The movie makes it into one of those, oh, it's only the main guy and his best friends that are going to survive, this, this, and the other. But basically, it's about one group of Russian paratroopers. Sorry if it's biased, this is my favorite movie, who are defending the hail from the uh, Mooch. And it really shows what combat's like because there are parts where the enemies actually have a pretty, I guess, mutual respect. They joke about killing each other, shoot at each other pointlessly to let them run off. And it all actually has an injury that I have seen before in training where we got. Now, this is understandable because he did it to survive. But the part that stuck with me as a kid is this guy shooting a PKM, the uh, pre, the gun that came before the PKP. <laughs> but the guy shooting the machine gun and then to whack a guy in the back of the head, he's got to pick it up by the barrel. And anyone that's ever humped a machine gun knows why that is a fucking awful idea. So okay. again, really beautiful movie. If you don't speak Russian, it's going to be waltz because this is what I call an Asian-Russian movie. Okay. The dub is literally, they got some Russian guys that could barely speak English to voice over, and so the lips don't move or match up at all. But I mean, it is, could you watch it subtitled? Yes, you can actually watch it dubbed as subtitled. The, uh-huh. dub, the subbing is not only way more accurate and the subtitles are actually better than what the dub says in broken-ass English, but the voice acting, it's, it's very much in the dub. You can tell it is old Russian men that they got to do every voice other than the female voices, including the fact that the older soldier is voiced by someone that sounds about 16 and the <laughs> 
Well, sounds like he's voiced by a man in a retirement home. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. So all in all, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, the real big thing it loses points on is history. Okay. Because, you know, watching it subbed, you can get rid of the bad voices. Bad and inaccurate history, you cannot change. Okay. So what are you guys currently discussing right now? We're talking about movies. We're talking about the movie uh, The Ninth Company. I've never watched it. Uh, now, speaking of, I actually, Ray says she believes there is an American one. That one would be The Ninth Company, and the original one that is better shot but Walt's voice acted is just Ninth Company. Okay. And that's my review of the Ninth Company. All right. It was uh, totally my bias off my love for the VDV. <laughs> you certainly weren't part of the VDV. <laughs> hey, first of all, it's better than the Russian Navy. Second of all, I'm unbiased. And third of all, it shows the most aggressive species of Russian, the tanker. <laughs> all right. So, do you want to do a movie review next, or do you want me to, Benny? Uh, you go ahead. Well, my movie review is going to be Grave of the Fire. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> was going to guess Rampage, <laughs> the movie about uh, the Killdoze. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about, uh, I thought you were going to talk about the movie about the dude who shoots everybody in this town. Um, I thought it was going to be that shitty Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie about the giant crocodile. Jeez. Actually, I think I'm going to do uh, this is probably one that you all do the best movie ever The Tooth Fairy 2 with Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> Okay, this is probably a movie that actually both of you have watched um, I'm going to do a movie review on Enemy at the Gates Oh no, I've never seen that movie I can't tell if you're being sarcastic I am being ve- okay. Wait, What was the name of the movie again? Enemy at the Gates. What, what do you guess mm, that I'm being I think I watched a little bit of it, but I wasn't really interested. Mm. Sorry, what was that, Pip? I said, try to guess if I'm being sarcastic. I think you're being sarcastic. Yes, I very... It's a fucking movie about the like, most famous Russian soldier ever. Of course I've seen it. Vasily Komatsky? Yeah, which that... The, the Jalman guy didn't exist, but it was a damn yeah. good movie. yeah. I think the Enemy of the Gates, so it was made back in 2001. It's something that I would actually think that Beanie would like because it's kind of history-oriented. I apologize for my background noise. That's something I can't help. Um, but basically, it's about a... What's funny is that they took Seema Haya's background for him. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you notice that? And the flashback yeah, on I'm not going to lie. I know it's not a Russian movie, but I would I liken it to how the Chinese teach their children that fucking Genghis Khan was Chinese. And it's like, uh, no, he's not. Like, he'd be honored. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if he was alive to hear you say that, you would be butchered. <laughs> but, um, so I would... So I'm going to start out with my rating on the movie. I'm going to give the movie a really good seven. I'm going to give it 
a I want to say six point five, but I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. So like yeah. average. Um, yeah, I'll give it an average rating. I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't entirely follow history very straightforward. And it, it they make Vasily out to basically be Simo Haya, which is one of those conflicting points for me. Oh, I've never I, heard of that guy, that Simo guy. Nope, never. Really? Okay. You know you have because you. I'm totally not podcast. afraid to go into the snow because of him. <laughs> and so they, a lot of references towards Vasily in the movie come from actual Sima Ohio references, which is probably my only downside to it. I'm it's not probably like the movie. biggest insult to Simo. You it really, do. it really is because Simo was a lot scarier than Vasily was. Um, not to mention, who the fuck did he fight? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Vasily would have lost to Simo. Okay, so I have an idea. I know you're a fan of nuclear power, but what if we constantly play that movie over Simo's grave and rig up a device to use that energy? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure the finish would appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know what? We're Russian. They well, never mind. Let's not fuck with the finish. <laughs> You took the L to them last time. Uh, okay, time out. If, you know, like someone on my Twitter said, you'd think if anyone understood do not invade during winter, it would be the Russians. Yeah. But the finish kind of slammed down that Uno we both called on us. Yeah. All right, anyway, let me let me do my review. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, Captain. Oh. I didn't interrupt you during your review. I know, I know. Go on, man. I'm sorry. So, Enemy of the Gates is a World War II-based movie, if you haven't guessed already from listening to how we talk, based off of the Russian sniper Vasily Komatsky. And though I feel like Vasily's character is horribly portrayed in a lot of ways, um, it gives me very... Uh, World at War vibes watching the movie Call of Duty World at War vibes like playing the campaign mm. it gives me very World at War vibes in the very beginning of the movie because if you've played the Russian side of the World at War then the movie and World at War actually almost line up perfectly in the very beginning it gives well that's because bit... it's a reference right? Uh, I think World at War is a reference to Enemy of the Gates I'm not sure though, but I think that it's, I think it's a really solid movie. The choreography is pretty good and they stick to the storyline pretty well, in my opinion. It is a little bit dramatic in parts like that you wouldn't feel would be appropriate for a war movie. So actually, I'm going to change my rating. I'm going to give it a good 6 out of 10, but should watch. And that's just because I'm a, I'm a hard critic on movies. I'm not a big movie guy. So the movies I do watch, I criticize heavily. Um, yeah. Now, but, what are parts that, like, you said there's parts? Because I know of one part in particular that is not fit in wall. But to you, what are those parts? Um, the woman. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The part where they fuck in the underground shelter, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah I don't think so. 
But yeah. if I may interject, the reason he probably feel that is so one of the most famous Russian landmarks of the wall people think of is that fountain. It changes a lot, but they yeah. are almost all based off of, I think the English name would be like the children's round dance. Okay. And it's got children dancing around a crocodile. Now that was in fact damaged in the wall. You can find pictures of it. And the story of that fountain is this sculptor made it after a children's story in Russia where a pirate kidnaps children to eat them. And then I believe a fairy or a witch turns them into a crocodile because that will stop him from eating the children. And then the children dance around him until he agrees not to eat them. Interesting. It's like a twisted version of Peter Pan. Um. Yeah, actually it is. But, you know... For whatever reason, the pirate thinks he cannot eat the children when he's a fucking crocodile. Fair enough. But yeah, I feel like, I think that a lot of the choreography was done really well at Enemy at the Gates. And it does give you, it gives you a, how do I phrase it? it I'm going to say this, you can, I want you to say whether you agree or don't agree. It feels like a lackluster Saving Private Ryan. When I won't agree with that fully, because to me, that's an insult to Saving Private Ryan. I feel Saving Private Ryan is a very human move. Like, the soldiers okay. don't really want to go get this guy. You see that what's true in war, and I've mentioned it in a few podcasts, where most of them view their men dying to save this stranger as awful because they don't care about this guy. He's not one of them. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like Saving Private Ryan from every part of it is a beautiful movie that actually shows how most soldiers think. And I feel that Saving Private Ryan glorifies war too much in the fact that, yes, snipers are to be respected. They're definitely a false multiplier. And Vasily was a good sniper. He was a great sniper. But to me, the movie focuses too much on the story and not the man or the bat. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really hard to focus on that when he was outshot by a Ukrainian woman. Um, well, you know what? First of all, he was Soviet, but I'll, I see what you mean. She was Ukrainian when she was born. Well, you know what? I'll say this. Vasily Zadzi, when I do respect him, and he's definitely a pride of a lot of people in Russia... It's kind of weird. Uh, the best thing I can think of is that meme where the third place guy is celebrating with the camera with the champagne. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I like, I would never want to be fighting the guy, but yeah. there were a lot of better snipers even in Russia. Simo in third place with, I'm sorry, Simo in first place, Mila in second place, and then there's Vasily biting the gold medal and everything in second. Yeah, oh, no, place. no, it's not even a gold medal, it's the bronze medal. Yeah, yeah sorry, the biting. bronze medal, my bad. He's biting the and bronze medal, the champagne, shaking the champagne and everything. Know? He fucks the woman in the trench. Um, But yeah, no. Second think, of all, I'll so, say this. You actually read about Vasily. Now, this was not his fault at all. Okay. But what's sad is one of the few things they get right about him is he was illiterate. Oh, jeez. 
So, and you know, I'm not saying that is a bad thing because he was a Paul Russian during the USSR. Yeah. He's not, it's not like he was retarded, but it's sad that one of the few things they get right about it, and with how much dick sucking that movie does, I'm surprised they didn't make it to where he was William Shakespeare. Yeah. I will actually say the one thing that they got right in Enemy of the Gates was the Soviet propaganda. Oh, definitely. Now, fun fact, Order 227 is not as strict as people think. You know, when you think of not one step back, most people think, oh, they shock you. No, because if they shock you, they couldn't drag you back and make you fight on the front line. Okay. So, so that's actually false. Most people, if you abandon your post, you were basically super embarrassed and they sent you to a waltz position to fight. There's only like a handful of cases of them actually killing people. Okay. And if you ran a second time, you got sent to the wonderful place of a Soviet gulag. Um, so I'm going to give Enemy at the Gates a good 6 out of 10. I, I, think it's, I think it's a good watch, but if you're very critical of details and such, then it's not going to be the movie for you. So now... If, say, you were not a history buff or you didn't know anything about Vasily, what would you rate it? Probably an eight. Yeah. I'd say it's probably an eight. Yeah. Okay. And Beanie, your movie review. If he's still here. Hello. Hello. So your movie review, bro? Oh, so um, pretty sure I don't think any of you guys have seen this movie, but uh, have you seen uh, it's Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, I have oh. not actually. Okay, so oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Okay, and how I like to say it, it's it's more of like a gritty version, not gritty. Hmm. That's a creepier version of uh, what fucking Alice in Wonderland was. Okay, I was. I'm gonna be honest. I was expecting David Bowie's Labyrinth. <laughs> really? When you hear Labyrinth, immediately the first thing that kind of goes to your head is David Bowie's The Labyrinth. I'm not dissing on the movie. It was actually a good movie. But continue. Hmm. So it's been a while since I've seen Pan's Labyrinth, so I don't have the best. Um, I don't have the best memory of it. Okay. But I remember it was during uh. This whole the whole setting takes place in like a uh, like a civil war, where our main character, main little girl named Ophelia, is um. The fuck was it? I it's been a while since I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. so I don't remember completely. Don't be afraid to Google the synopsis, man. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to Google it because it's been a hot minute since I've last seen. Yeah, man, you're fine. Take your time. Movie. Yeah, I won't say it in case it's in your review, but it's been a while for me, and there's only one scene that actually sticks with me. 
Yeah, the one scene that sticks with me was the scene where she enters in like this uh, dining room area with like this weird creature. That's just like, yeah, like, that's the first. one that sticks with me. Exactly that. One. Yeah, that one. I'm pretty sure that one. That one scene gives gave everyone nightmares. But <laughs> for good no, reason. no, no, not me. It totally didn't keep me up for a few nights. Oh, sure it did. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big brave boy. I'm sure you were shitting your pants when you fucking saw that. Hey, 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 first of all, I pissed. I mean, no, it didn't. <laughs> okay, so... Piss, by the way, I'm going to say that. Okay, so it takes place during Spain in 1944. Okay. And, um... And it's... Well, it's like I said, it's like Alice in Wonderland. So the main character in her uh, fucking finds like a nice little magical home to fucking enter in and sees all this crazy shit. I personally think it was a great movie, despite the fact that um, when I first watched it, I didn't watch it with subtitles. So I watched. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know what the hell any of the characters were saying. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, there's been some movies where I sat back and I went, maybe I should have that with subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> now you get now you guys are starting to understand why it's been a while since I seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys are fucking but, casual. Um, I watch every movie with talk with words. That's it's because you have tinnitus. <laughs> because my sister's deaf, kid. Be nice to me. I'm <laughs> oh, oh, fucking Christ! So, what would you rate Pan's Labyrinth? Pan, um, not Pan's Labyrinth. I said Pan. But he said Pan Labyrinth. I'm um, like, per- personally, for me, for how, um, for what I, little I remember. I'd give it like an eight, probably a nine out of ten. Okay. What like genre is it classified as? Um, for me, I would definitely um classify like maybe thriller or horror. Okay. For me, it might be a movie I have to check out sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd like it, man. But then again, like Beanie, there's only one scene that sticks with me, and that's probably the scene that actually sticks with everyone. It's it's. It, yeah, yeah. Once you see, once you see the scene, you'll never forget it. But I remember the ending was pretty sad. For um, was no, it wasn't sad. It was pretty bittersweet, to be honest. I don't really remember the ending. I just remember that one monster in the dining. I remember the ending where um, Ophelia runs into Necrophilia. What? Ophelia. Oh, okay. He's dead. Please. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I, I, have to <laughs> I was I'm about not dead. I was about to say some shit too. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to get racist. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to hear it. Come on. <laughs> no, but um, I remember. No, no, no. The, I am and Ophelia gets killed, and I remember she ends up uh, ends up uh, living in the other world as like a queen or an empress over there. Huh. 
So it's 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 pretty bittersweet, but okay. actually, I'd say that it's like a cross in between fucking. Uh, what did he compare it to? Because you were accurate as shit. I I uh, can I was it was like between horror and thriller. For me. No, no, the movie. You compared it to another movie. Oh, Al- Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, it's like a cross. To me, it's like a cross between Alice in Wonderland and fucking Narnia. Yeah, right. Oh. Except for it's not happy and there's no Jesus lion. Yeah, and all the other characters don't get shot in the stomach. Like, uh, oh. Okay, Narnia. <laughs> It's a fucking allegory for the Bible. So, yes, it is a Jesus line. Oh, my God. I never knew that. <laughs> it makes so much sense, though. Oh no, I'm serious. Google it. No, it I'm is an allegory. The guy who made Narnia is like a super religious Christian. It oh is a Christian God. movie. No. no, it makes so much sense now. No. Hey, who remembers it, the Watson yes, and It is a movie. Christian movie. Yeah, the like, Watson and the- movie was amazing. That's also a Jesus allegory. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> no, no. I know Narnia is because we watched it in church and I'm like, what the fuck? And then the preacher's like, oh, it's a Jesus allegory. And then I'm like, holy shit, it is. <laughs> I know, it makes so much sense like now. The oh goat my man, god. It wasn't even supposed to be a good guy, but the direct. You know what I find funny? Well, there, there are people that that weren't raised on watching Die Hard during Christmas. And I'm talking about the original uh, Die Hard. To be fair, we didn't watch it in Russia. We'd even watch TV at Christmas. You know what? That's Catholics. a. <laughs> we gathered around and listened to my granddad's wall stories. <laughs> oh, so it's like watching TV, just auditory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember whenever I was eight, my granddad told me the story of the false person he killed. And the story went something like this. So we found a wounded German pilot and offered him a drink to help calm him down and questioned him. But after we learned he didn't know anything useful as he drank from a bottle, we slid his throat and watched his eyes go crazy with fear and betrayal as he bled to death. Well, that's all, folks. Um, so next up, we're going to do game reviews, video game reviews. And this can be on a singular video game or on a series, which I know will both pique both yours and Beanie's interest for being able to review specific video game series. Okay, well, I'm torn between doing a series and a game, but I know what game I'm going to do. It's not a series, though. Okay. I'm gonna let I'm I'm gonna go first on this one, then pass it to Beanie, and then we'll go to you, Pib. All right? Oh yeah. I'm gonna do Borderlands Two, actually. What? Borderlands Two. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna give the game, and I'm talking about base game, not even DLCs. I'm gonna give the base game a good nine out of ten, and that's very biased because it was it's very nostalgic for me. I love the characters. I love the villain. I love, honestly, I love everything about the game. They Gearbox did a great job of turning a looter shooter into a very comical series, like a very comical storyline with kind of more serious, like how do I, like more serious splotches in it. All right. Yeah, like undertones. Yeah, undertones. That's that's the right word. Thank you. 
Uh-huh. Um, I wish I got to play that game. Man. I personally think that Handsome Jack was in all the villains and old games. I would put from what I've played. And people can definitely argue and fight with me, but I, for my personal, I put him honestly in top three for villains. Like I, all games or like the Borderlands series? For old games. And that's off of a personal thing. Like I know other people will argue that and be like, well, Handsome Jack is not as good as this, 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 and this. But I really love the Handsome Jack character, mainly because he made the game fun. It's a villain that constantly gets into your voice comms and just tells you your shit, but in the best really? way possible. So he's yeah. just basically a dick. Yeah, he's just an asshole the entire time. But and he and the big thing too, unlike other villains like you know, uh, what is it? The one villain from Lord of the Rings and shit like that. Like Sauron. Yeah, like Sauron and all that. Handsome Jack the entire time thinks that he is genuinely the good guy. Huh. Well, he that- thinks that he's the hero of the story. Oh, if we want to talk about characters like that, can we talk about um, Spec Ops The Line then? Oh, that's, the never... move. that's the game I was going to review. That game's dark as shit. Yeah, so essentially you play as like a, a small group of uh, Delta Force members. Yeah. And you're sent um, by the, uh, who are led by a character named Walker, who is what who you play as. And he's okay. voiced by, and funny enough, he's uh, voiced by Nolan North. Oh, or wait, wasn't Nolan North that voice Nick and Drake? Uh, hold up, man. Oh, since that's the game I was going to review, I've got the game case. Let me see if it tells me the voice. Anyway, okay. well, and I'll, don't I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but I think that with so we'll, we'll get to the spec ops the line thing after this, but um. I think that along with Handsome Jack, I think the entire element of the game, its replayability, the story to it is all just really solid. It's really fun, really enjoyable. It's something that you can go back and play over and over again with your friends because you can do so much different shit in the game. And I think that the loot and shoot aspect and the run and gun aspect is just really great to the game. I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. Like, there's so much nostalgia and so much time that I spent on that as a kid and just so much shit that made it the game that I got into video games on. Actually, to be honest, it's really the oh, game that got me into video yeah. games. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to give Borderlands 2 a 9 out of 10. Fuck yeah. And I will pass it over to Beanie. All right. So actually, I will let Pib do the spec out the line review since... He actually has the case. Um, <laughs> Were you both going to choose Spec Ops the line? Apparently so. <laughs> That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I it's was ex- a, it's, you, you gotta you got to play it when you can. I was expecting. I will. I will. I will. I, was I expecting, thought about like, doing Pokemon just to see what you fuck would say. But I, I was honest, honestly, line. God, I wasn't expecting that. I was, I was expecting. You want to know what I was expecting? What? I was expecting MGS out of PIB, which is Metal Gear Solid for people who don't know. See, and I'm was, not going to lie. I would have done was, that, but Spec Ops The Line, for a very important reason, is okay. very close to me. And I was expecting uh, Beanie to do um, Dead Space. Actually, I will okay. watch Okay, Dead Space time topics. out. 
So my mom let me her gun and I unloaded it last night. There were eight bullets and there's only seven cylinders. I unloaded it last night, so there's no extra ammo. The fuck did these fucking eight bullets go? Well, you know, well, well, you know, funny enough, Ian, I was about to go into the dead space topic. Hey, I was right. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. All right, so watch Dead Space. You can do the whole series, or you All can right. cut, or if you want to be merciful to it, you can cut it off at two. Um, I can cut it off um, around two ish because okay. everyone, everyone who's who's uh, misses Visceral Games. Funny enough, Visceral Games, besides making Dead Space, they also made uh, Dante's Inferno. And one of my other favorite game series, Omnia 2. I know they at least made the third one. Yeah, the 40th uh, day, if I remember correctly. No, no, no. The Devil's Cartel, the shitty version of the game. Ah, uh, okay. But, um, yeah, so Dead Space 1. Ah, oh, man, Dead Space 1. So it was back when uh, the game had released around uh, 29, 20, um, yeah, 2009-2008 and it was during the time when people were really starting to get bored of games because it was just constant shooters and shooters and shooters and shit at least that's what I remembered and I remember uh going on to tv going on the tv and next thing you know have you guys ever seen the uh the first like the uh like the very first uh reveal on Dead Space, like the oh uh, no, I don't believe I did. No, I have. Oh man, it's it's okay. So essentially, how it starts up is that it starts it uh it's like a zoom in shot of like the ship, which is the Ishimura we are currently on in outer space, and as it's uh ominously zooming in, you hear a woman in the distance uh, singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." Oh yes, yes, and I it, did. Oh, I have seen that. Okay, okay, so you know the trailer. Yeah. Okay, so what's cool is that um, I that's what really that that's the game that got me into horror games specifically. Okay, so it's one of those series that that I hold near dear to my heart. If I'm I remember correctly, <laughs> Glenn, uh, the creator Glenn Schofield, they wanted to uh to create a similar game, and then they were just like looking at a bunch of, bunch of other games to make references off of, and they decided uh use the combat style of uh, Resident Evil 4. So that's how you got the over the shoulder. Um, okay. Yeah, and what was cool was that they were going into so much detail. In like in his interview, Schofield shows one of his um one of his one of his uh, buddies works where they were just focusing on um, dismemberment on the on Isaac and uh, and on the necromorphs in general. And it was like a fucking like five to maybe eight page filled with notes and shit but um onto the review that's space one i believe is one of the best personal best uh horror games okay which is which is uh if you played it most people are inclined to agree with me i know that there are still some games that are scarier than that space one but I remember the first time when you booted boot up like on a 360 or a PS3 and like seeing, you know, you just uh, start up the game. 
what was cool what you know what's cool uh um the voice actor that would um, later voice isaac was still the voice of his character but only did like the grunts and other sounds he actually didn't voice the character i actually didn't know that yeah Me either i've That's actually we... got all three games i was lucky enough to play them all in a row yeah so um to start off uh funnily enough if we were to go by story wise for the dead space we'd gonna actually start um the story on the dead space wii game actually because what's interesting is that um the story on the wii version of dead space takes place on the colony of aegis 7 which is where the planet they found the marker on and essentially you watch everyone go uh, become crazy and lose themselves to, to the mecha and you watch everything unfold um, on how everyone became necromorphs and everything went to shit. They even have uh, small comics that tie in with the Wii game story and and even an animated uh, anime, two animated movies actually to follow up with the events on now, what is Ushibara. it it's like awakening or ascension or something like that yeah it was awakening and i think ascension so real quick man if you're actually really into dead space i know on ps3 the limited edition of two or three comes with a playstation version of that weekend that's cool now it's still on the rails but it's there yeah I remember I got the collector's edition for um, Dead Space Two, and I got and I was shipped out the uh, the replica plasma cutter laser pointer. Oh, that's badass! Yeah, I remember I had a buddy of mine mod it, so it uh, we ended up using like high powered lasers, so it could actually uh, start fires and bur- and burn through balloons. <laughs> I know it was awesome <laughs> when I had it. Uh... <laughs> It was the coolest. It was the coolest little thing I ever had gotten from a collector's pack from a video game. But um, yeah, the one thing that I missed about Dead Space One that Dead Space One specifically had that all the others don't have was the um was the ambiance, like specifically. Well, Dead Space Two still had it, but uh, you could notice a difference if you were paying attention, like uh. Fun fact, if you actually uh, play out through the entire game and you actually listen, during those quiet moments, you'll actually hear whispers towards Isaac. Uh-huh. And that's something you don't hear in Dead Space 2, unless you're like in the apartments or any other place that uh, the unitologists were visiting or decide to opt themselves at, which was also a nice little thing to show. But I liked... Um, the events that happened on the Ishimura. I mean, when I first played it, I was like eight years old and I <laughs> you pissed yourself. Yes, I pissed myself. <laughs> See, I got lucky. My false uh, reaction with Dead Space was I finally got tired of listening to all the praise and I'm like, fuck it. I, I was looking for, you know, new games. I had never played them. I'm like, fuck it. I'll buy all three of them and play through them all three in order and I've got to be careful playing them, but I loved them. So 
So uh, yeah, Dead Space One story starts off with a uh, video message uh, of a of a woman uh, talking to Isaac, telling her that she wishes she could have saw him, and she uh, apologizes to him. But before she could explain further, it, the video cuts out, and we um, end up on a little ship that's just flying and that's just uh, heading towards some direction, and. We end up meeting our crew, which is Isaac, our main character, uh, Kendra, who I often refer as bitch because she constantly fucking does that. And the black guy. And the black guy, who is also known as Zach Hammond, who is the, if I remember correctly, he was the security officer, and Kendra was I'm really the, glad you remember their names. I just remember Isaac. Yeah, there was two other guys. There was two other guys that uh, were with Hammond, and um, they were like the pilots. But we don't care about them because. Later, well, you don't even get their name, which is how you know they're gonna die. <laughs> you don't even get their name. That's how you know they're gonna die in like the first fifteen minutes. If only they would have gone a step farther, and both pilots were like, "I get to go retire in a week." Oof. <laughs> Oof. Ah oh, man, oh. the typical anime trope. But um, <laughs> so they end up out of their little warp drive, and they end up finding the Ishimura, and they were actually sent on the mission because of a comms issue. So they were on a repair. So essentially, our point of view that we were sent on a, a repair mission, Isaac personally went uh, volunteered because he wanted to see his girlfriend again who was the girl that video messaged him in the beginning cutscene so later as they get it uh try to get close to the ship they end up having malfunctions and then crash into the ship whoop de doop de doo they lost their warp drive so now they have to find out what the hell is going on in the ship and they try to do some scans and try to uh, see what they can do to repair the Ishimura. All of a sudden, you're introduced to the um, to the Necromores. And I like how they did it because at first they separate Isaac from the guys, from the security guards that have guns. So what ends up happening was that you're behind like this glass, this, um, this this um in this one room with like this probably thick plexiglass, whatever it is. But you see the uh um everything go dark and orange lights flashing like a quarantine goes on. And what ends up happening is that the first decromorph you get to see, the most basic one of all, the slasher, jumps out of a vent and you watch it sneak up one of the um no-name pilots as it begins to just tear into him and just uh turn him into little bits and pieces and next thing you know you just uh which was also another cool thing that they introduced because it was uh, it also introduced us to the how the rig worked which is the little health bar on your back which um every time a character died you'd hear like the uh flat line yeah flat line essentially it was, and I liked to, actually my favorite part about Dead Space was how they introduced how they did the HUD. Because yeah, the HUD was pretty cool. Yeah, what they did was that they said no, uh, they said no to the HUD, 
So you had like a live experience. It was probably one of the coolest things. I don't see many games do that. Which sucks. Yeah, there aren't like heavily tactical first person shooters. Yeah, the, you're right. I but, mean, Zero Hour does a similar thing. Yeah, but Zero Hour is kind of janky. In my well, opinion. yeah, no, I mean, there's a huge difference between AAA titles and like and indie, jank, yeah. jank indie games. They're fun. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree with you. I was just like, yeah, no, I would say Dead Space is one of the first games, if not the first game that introduced uh, that introduced No HUD. Yeah, it was one of my, it was one of my uh, personal favorite things about the game was about that but after you get to see those two new no-name security guards get uh become necromorph food uh kendra tells you that she's unlocked that she managed to unlock the door behind you and you end up having to run down like a, a small corridor away away from the necromorphs well <laughs> and i'll tell you what Back in 2008, I remember that being one of the most terrifying, one of the most terrifying scenes that I thought was in the game at first. Yeah, you would have been what, 11? Eight. You weren't born in 2000, were you? I was born in 99. Oh, shit. What the uh, fuck? I forget how much older I am than you. Yeah, not that much. Well, I'm two years older than you. I thought that you were born in 98. And I'm the same age as Toast. I might be like a few months older. I think so. I just turned 21. I'm so- wow. I just turned wow, 24. Man, you're fucking three years <laughs> me. I just turned 24. <laughs> Jeez. God, I hit, a, I hit a fucking wall there. <laughs> you know who else hit a wall? <laughs> Prince Diana. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Go ahead um, and continue, Jimmy. Yeah, so the game goes on and you play and you learn how to survive against the Necromorphs by dismembering their limbs, which was another cool mechanic because that was also another game mechanic that, that you uh that you don't see it in a bunch of other games. Actually, I'm pretty sure there's no other game that I know where you have to dismember your enemies just to kill them. Yeah, I, I could know, be wrong on uh, that. Dismembering though. to disable like Gears of War and stuff. You can blow their fucking legs off. Yeah, but that was just like a little fun thing that you could do. Yeah, just no. To kill them. Like it wasn't an act, like it wasn't a way that you could. It wasn't own. mandatory. Yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, eventually you find out that uh the game is pretty scary. I think the scariest scene in the game is definitely the morgue because then you're introduced to the infector and uh what the infector likes to do is stick uh its little tentacle rod inside someone's forehead and, tur- and that's how it turns them into a necromorph and i'm sitting here i'm sitting here eight years old kind of like a bat what's up i said now it's been a while since I played the infector is the one that looks kind of like a, a bat, right? Yeah, yeah it's oh. like a fleshy bat looking creature. And um, eight-year-old me didn't know that you had to stomp the bodies. And I'm sitting here in the middle of a morgue surrounded by slashed up bodies. 
The moment that necro, the moment that body now turned necromorph, punched through the uh, glass, and that infector started roaming around. Oh man, the amount of times I crapped myself out of fear because I saw so many slashes just put randomly pop up. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and then the. I think the, uh, I know you first, love the story of the game. Oh, the story is amazing. The first one, the first one, what they uh, they managed to nail the um, what they did. What I loved about the sto- uh, story of the game was that they challenged the show no tell uh, trope. Okay. In in that they how they did it was use was the use of text and audio logs that you would find in the Ishimura. Okay. And that was actually how you would end up uh, getting pieces and pieces together on, and basically figuring out on your own on what the hell happened to the ship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I really loved how they did that and it actually paid off so damn well. And um, eventually... Yeah, Isaac ends up finding out that it is the mark uh, that it's all the markers doing, and that they're trying and that they had to uh, put it back t- to the planet that they had taken it from, just that way this shit stops. And uh, you start seeing Nicole again as Isaac, but you—it's weird because she's awfully calm for what's been going on in the ship. And you eventually later find out um, after some events that she's at, she was actually dead even before you uh, came onto the ship and that the marker was making you hallucinate into following its bidding without you knowing. Now the game, uh, forgive me if you're getting to this, but the game actually tells you she's dead, doesn't it? Uh yeah, what was the, how they did it was that uh, the begin on um, every chapter that started, uh, if you spelt out, um, if you actually took off the first letters of each chapter name, it would spell out Nicole is dead, which was a pretty little nifty thing that they did. It was like a little slight. They thing did that. it in two, also, didn't they? I. Pretty sure that they did not do it in two. I'm pretty sure one is the only time they actually did that. It's very, uh, the marker and Isaac's reactions remind me a lot of Bioshock. Mm, with uh, Jack's situation? Would you kindly? Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that, um, unlike many others, he didn't go, cr- he didn't go completely murder psychos yeah. or suicide crazy and this is something you'd have to de- delve into lore but it's said that um a lot more intellectual people actually have more have a more of a resistance to the marcus effects than most normal people do which was another interesting fact that i had found out in the dead space lore it explains why isaac was so resilient too Actually, yeah, it explains a lot why the other characters were resilient. Okay, so I googled it. Uh, Dead Space 2 
did not have a message, but Dead Space 3 actually did. Hmm. Uh, and 3's was Brother Moon's Awakening. Oh, okay. I actually, I like that. I personally for Dead Space Three. I mean, I liked it when I was playing with friends, but I'll I'll get to that later. I'll get yeah, to that I'd later. Yeah, I'd like to hear your review because I feel like I'm going crazy. Because I remember Dead Space's one ship was the Nostromo. I thought. Hello. Yeah, I hear you. I'm I'm not a big Dead Space guy. I like it's oh, not that, that I, I don't know, man. It. I just don't know. Beanie, about it. I think he went right. Beanie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of problems with Dead Space Three, but I I surprisingly I enjoyed the game. It's only enjoyable if you play it with friends. To be honest, it's one of those types of games. But uh, going back to Dead Space One, yeah, you find out that you were actually halluc- your girlfriend was actually hal- a hallucination of the marker, and it was basically trying to get you to return it back to the planet. Hmm. Now, another th- reason why I call Kendra bitch is because uh, it turns out she's a secret government agent who was trying to collect the mark, who was trying to find the marker and bring it to Earth. And uh, there's many reasons why that shouldn't happen. Uh, the obvious, uh, uh, what it, what the events of the Ishimura had, I can show you. But um, so, right as you're chasing her, she, uh, the final boss, which is the hive mind. Uh, and this is one of the many flaws I have with Dead Space. Is that the <laughs> boss designs? Uh, the boss designs are cool, but the actual boss fights themselves are so disappointingly easy. So, how would you rate Dead Space series? Okay. So, the entire series, including the mobile games, maybe an eight and a half. Okay. What about like, rating the first two? Um, for me, Dead Space 1 was definitely a 10. Okay. If not a 9.5. And Dead Space 2 was a solid 9. Uh, what's 3, actually? I'm curious on your thoughts on that one. 3? Yeah. Personally, it's a 4 for me. Like, it's enjoyable, but you need to have a friend to play with. Because... See, I'll say... Go ahead, man. Okay, so... The the truly actual sort of scary stuff only happens if you're playing on two player on the second player side. Yeah, see, I heard that, but like I said, I played them like two years ago. So by the time I bought all the games, EA said, "Fuck this." Well, you can still play with friends on uh, PC. Yeah, see, but I have it on PlayStation. I'll say this: Why three never scared me as much? is I made two guns, one of which I put, you know, the plus three rate of fire chips on and can empty the, like, 200-round magazine in full seconds, and one I made 
they can kill even the bosses in one shot with yeah. all the uh, damage stuff. Yeah, that's the one. That's a, a one of the main things I didn't like about Death Force Three was how they changed the bench and how they changed upgrading weapons. I didn't like it. Yeah, at all. and I you know it's so easy to make an overpowered weapon that you don't have to be scared. It also doesn't help with the fact that they make uh, ammo universal. Yeah, and the fact that I even that gun I said they can empty the magazine. I never needed ammo, and they do ammo where a gun that's stronger takes up more than one shot, but even on the hardest difficulty on that, I never needed ammo. Hmm. Yeah, like, I played on Impossible Difficulty. It's it's not bad. It's nowhere near Dead Space 1's is Impossible Difficulty. Not by a long shot. All right. So... You would say eight overall, ten on the first game, and nine on the second. Mm-hmm. And four on the third. <laughs> or four on the third. I'd say seven on one on the official, on one of the official EA mobile games. All right. A six on the other, and for the Wii, um, I'd say another seven to be honest. That's sad when the Wii games cause better than fucking three. But I gotta agree with you. Alright. So now we will move on to Pibs review. And Beanie, I'd like your opinion when I mention stuff since you also wanted to do this game. And I'd like to know what you think. So for me, Spec Ops the now, real quick, am I allowed to do spoilers? Because this is a game that if you want to play, you really um, I'll let you be the judge of that. Well, then I'll be honest. The game came out in 2012. If you haven't played it, you'll fall. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have there. to agree with that. That was brutal, but I like it. Go ahead. Okay, so basically, you play as a Del- as Beanie said, you play as a Delta Force operative. Three, just one of three, and you're going to divide because of a just sandstorms have been ruining it. No one's got water and all of that shit. Well, you go to well, Dubai to look for um, survivors initially. That's right. That's right. You go to get, and specifically, one soldier. Uh, what rank was he? He was corporal, wasn't he? He was a colonel, I think. So, yeah, colonel. But, but if colonel I remember correctly, yeah, but... Um, if I remember correctly, they were specifically only sent there to look for survivors. Colonel Conrad was actually a personal thing for Walker. That's right, because uh, Walker was saved by him, and now the false people you meet, once they see your uniforms, they just instantly, you know, get the fuck out. You've done enough damage. And so your response is to shoot them and continue on after they obviously act aggressive to your uniform for a reason. Yo, you know the cool thing about that game? What's up, man? It's one of those games where they thought about every little detail and they don't swatch you on the ass for playing slow. Yeah. So if you actually hide behind cover and wait for a little bit, um, one of the guys actually starts speaking the language and try to convince them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I knew that much. I just uh, so anyway, you uh, basically you're there to save civilians, but your guy needs to save 
one Paulson because of a perceived loyalty of he saved my life. So he's instantly got to be a good guy. And the beginning of the game actually starts with some pretty big dick sucking where your guy's like, he got everyone out. You just sent a check. And so later in the game, your guy starts acting weird. You see stuff that, cause it's a, it's not, you know, realistic in the sense of you can still heal instantly. Um, well, it, it, he doesn't start hallucinating until after the uh, white phosphorus moment. Yeah, but, you know, he still acts fucking weird for what, you know, a commanding soldier would. I know, he's disobeying direct orders still. Yeah, so he disobeys orders, and one of the taunting points is you see the Dubai, who most of these people aren't terrorists, they're civilians that are just trying to survive, and they've got an American soldier hostage. You kill him, and the soldier goes, hey, look, they took my buddy to the nest. And so you go to the nest, and then there's, it was CIA, wasn't it? Beanie. You there, Toast? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to okay, you guys. So, yeah, anyway, there was a CIA. I believe he was CSA, CIA or uh, NSA. But okay. it turns out that there's two groups of the Dubai people and two groups of soldiers. Uh, it's called the Damn Thoughty Thought. And basically, one group of soldiers is actually trying to get the civilians out, trying to help them. The other group is trying to kill them. And then there's civilians that are helping out the CIA and a random guy trying to lead them to defeat the CIA. And then there's a scene where you write phosphorus civilians and one of the soldiers straight up goes why we were trying to help them and then you start to see some really weird stuff such as two soldiers or a soldier and a civilian are hanging from a bridge and conrad has snipe tells you pick to kill one and he tells you a bit about him and no matter what choices you make the folder and folder you get in even the loading screens say weird shit like uh one that stuck with me is uh to kill for yourself is martyr to kill for entertainment is okay to kill for your country is heroic and like are you a good person i think one of my favorite ones was if you were a good person you wouldn't be here exactly that's another good one and uh later on lugo who was the guy who uh who can speak whatever language they speak in Dubai. I think it's Arabic. But, or it's, they, he says it in it, and I don't believe it's Arabic, but then you, the game actually makes you shoot more civilians. This isn't a choice. You can, now you can shoot up in the air and scare them, but your other teammate still slaughters them. Then one of the main things the loading screen can say is, the U.S. Army does not condone killing unarmed civilians, but this isn't real, so why should you care? Another and, thing that, if you noticed, um, and this is like a small detail, was that in the title screen, the further you progress in the story, the more... Yeah, the, the sniper's dead or weakened or just gone. Right? Yeah. 
And now the crazy thing is near the end of it, it you find Conrad and he talks to you and he gives you an option. He's going to kill you or you're going to kill him or you can shoot your own reflection. Now, if you shoot Conrad, you kill yourself. And if you let Conrad shoot you, Actually, he kills you, right? But no, the reflection no. of Conrad that you shot to also kill yourself. Well, no. What happens is that um, Walker uh, is that Conrad goes behind the painting, and yeah, and then it's his well, body. Yeah, right? the, yeah. They find out. Yeah, you find out that Walker actually had been uh, not Walker. Conrad had um, actually been. They, dead I thought that the flashback time. happened, and then he found Conrad's body. No, what happened was is that uh, once the moment he turned the chair and saw Conrad's body. Conrad then started revealing to Walker that he had actually been dead the entire time and that he was just a hallucination. Yeah, what was interesting was that the radio that you thought you were hearing Conrad speaking from was actually broken the entire time. Yeah, there's no batteries in it. And so if you shot Conrad or let Conrad shoot you, your guy killed himself. What? No, and, uh, if you shot Conrad, uh, it was essentially you taking, uh, was not taking responsibility. That's right. And, and shooting your reflection. I forget what that does, but I know you can also just straight up shoot yourself. Well, if you shot your reflection, you still killed yourself. Okay. See, I remember two of the options you killed yourself. But one of the things, and then depending, there's a lot of endings and none of them are fucking good. The best ending is revealed half the shit, the choices you made won't real. Your guy had severe PTSD. And you basically, what stuck with me is the truth for anyone that's seen combat. Well, on the best ending, you drop your gun because when the U.S. military gets there, you're in Conrad's jacket. And if you, so if you shoot the U.S. soldiers, you hear the radio because they radio in and go, look, he looks weird. He's armed. What do we do? If you kill them, your guy then picks up their radio and says the same thing Conrad said at the beginning, which is, gentlemen, welcome to Dubai. But if you drop the gun, you get in the Humvee and one of them goes, look, we found a lot of fucked up shit. How did you survive? To which Walker goes, who said I did? And the whole game is basically about PTSD, what war actually does. And at the beginning, it's one of those games where you start halfway in the game. And it, was also the another, it was also another uh, moral was also showing what, uh, what human evil truly was, essentially. Yeah, which is combat. And something else you could also do is you could straight up shoot at the ground to make the U.S. soldiers kill you. And that's... It's basically the same ending as killing yourself. They radio in. They're like, what the fuck happened? But uh, so what's interesting is at the beginning, your helicopter crashes. You come back to this scene and the director of the game admitted that it can be taken, that all you and all of your men died in that helicopter crash. And Walker is literally in his own hell where he's got to keep doing the same shit over and over again it's i don't know how well they handled ptsd and the fact of ptsd is not you know a one-size-fits-all 
Some people might actually hallucinate. It's very much dependent on who you are, on how it affects you. But as someone who's seen Friends and who has probably gone through it, it's definitely a dark-ass fucking game. Um, you know, they actually, ba- um, when they were writing the story for... Heart of Darkness. Uh, for, yeah, they based it off of Heart of Darkness. Which is a really good book to read if you ever. It is, and Apocalypse Now is a good movie. Wait, they made a movie of Heart of Darkness? Oh, it was Apocalypse Now. No, no, no. Wait, yeah, Apocalypse Now, I believe, was based off of Heart of Darkness too. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'd rate it for how it deals with PTSD. As like a nine out of ten. Again, not everyone's the same. So there's some people that can look at it and say, "That's never happened to me." And as a game itself, I'd probably give it like an eight out of ten. It's fun. There's no story DLC, and it's simple. It's also you, a really short uh, story. Yeah, see, that's the hours. only reason it really loses points. Is it's pretty short and. Um, it's a game that I think you've got to play on the hardest difficulty or else it becomes just Call of Duty with a darker story. I honestly don't think that's where the point the points where should be dropping from. I think it starts when you try to do like the um, other modes other than story. Because the story is, in my opinion... The, like, I'm not uh, going to uh, lie. This was another game that I... See, I don't like multiplayer in games. I'm not competitive enough, and to me, it's... Okay, but this just, is... Yeah, so what are your opinions? Because I never touched the multiplayer. Okay, so I played the multiplayer, and I also played the co-op survival mode, if I remember correctly. And uh, I remember the weapons being horribly uh, unbalanced. Yeah. To the point where you would uh, uh, you, uh, you would just get one or two shotted just by practically every other weapon. Well, I hate to say it, but most people can't survive getting shot too many times. Yeah, but when you go when you tr- make that transition from the story to the multiplayer, you expect the damage to be so- uh, somewhat similar. Fair. So, what's your overall rating for the game? Overall rating. Probably an eight and a half to a nine. Yep. I gave it a uh, nine for how it dealt with PTSD and like an eight for the game itself. Okay. Again, all my reviews I do, if we do this small, will only come from the campaign because I never really touch competitive or multiplayer. All right. Cool. That, and I'd that, say that uh, what else would help add to the game is if uh, Toast Cowboys the fuck up and plays it. I fucking hate all of you. Um, I will eventually. I will actually am really interested now that I've heard the review, which is kind of nice. And hopefully it interests other people who are yeah, either serious yeah, it's or a not very serious but Basically, here's something else I'll say. Everyone, all of my friends that want military tell me, oh, you know, the new Call of Duty Black Ops or the new Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare was dark. It's like, oh, yeah, you watch the guy. You got to watch the SAS act like the SAS. Congratulations. All right.
Moving into our last and final segment before the podcast oh, this ends. Is, this is what Coach Wait. has been waiting for. Wait, I, Ian, did you talk about your game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I talked about Borderlands. Oh, okay. Borderlands 2, yeah, remember? Yeah, I remember now. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, uh, it's okay. <laughs> also, I, also, Ian, I, I, uh, I, I also bought you uh, Spec Ops Online. Oh, did you? Okay, then maybe I'll fucking download it and play it sometime soon. Wow, because... I need to be better friends. The only game fucking Toast tried to buy me, I had to buy him a fucking knife not to fucking send me this game. I'll, I'll tell the story after this, Benny, all right? All right. All right, but we're going to move on to the segment of the night, for me at least. Um, Joe Biden quotes versus serial killer quotes. Which uh, one's Joe Biden? Which one's the serial killers? Oh, no. <laughs> now, we can't use Google, right? No, you cannot use Google, and if you use Google, you're fucking cheating, and I hate you. Can I so use this? No. <laughs> You cannot use any search engines to check these. This is pure guessing. Whoever wins this gets five dollars on Venmo. Oh, sorry, five dollars on PayPal. And no, Ray cannot check either. <laughs> okay. You cannot use any outside sources, but it's okay because I'll get. I'm going to start you guys out with a really easy one. All right. Okay, but shouldn't we? You know what? Next time we we need to start doing this with all of our fucking. Uh, guess but we'll do it more legit for them and they can have you know the old game show shit that ask the crowd oh, i know I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this again sometime and try to pull in people like sapper and all that other stuff we'll let I thought them that have this the lifelines be... you know they can have the 50 50 or they no can they can't <laughs> no we're not turning this into a fucking game show um <laughs> come on thing? i wear a nice dress everybody you know be like that all right you know what if, if you wear if next time if you wear a nice dress and you live stream it to all of us then i will let you have three lifelines no, um, oh, not, no. Oh, don't fucking no wait yeah fuck that he's gotta wear the gimp suit <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I want to see Pib in a dress. Um, all right, so we're going to start this, all right? We're going to start this with an easy one. Both of you guys should be able to get right. But there are 14 of these, and if we have to go to a tiebreaker, I will find another quote, all right? So we're going to start with an easy one. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent, and I'm not joking. Who I said that. <laughs> The fucking way, the fucking way Biden said that. I am going to say, oh, I'm going to say Joe Biden. Okay, Beanie, what is your final? I'll say Biden as well. But you I... both are right. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and people voted for this guy. Yes, they did. All I'm right. not saying I'm not saying Trump was any better, but fuck. <laughs> All right. And the fun thing is, if it is a serial killer quote, I will give you a chance to guess the serial killer. And if you get it right, I will give you an extra point. Oh, fuck. So we get two points, or we just don't lose a point for getting it wrong? You don't lose a point for getting it wrong. You just get your normal one point. All right. If you get it, if you get the serial killer right, though, I will give you an extra point. All right. Man, you guys are the two weirdos that know this shit. So. No, no, because uh, even some of these quotes surprised me on how similar they could be to Biden and vice versa as well. All right. All right, All right go ahead. All right, to be fair, next... isn't any leader of the government a serial killer with how many brown children they kill? Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. Yes. 
We've got all the power in our hands to kill, but most people are afraid to use it. The ones who aren't afraid control life itself. I am going to guess Serial Killer, and I will guess Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. I'll, I'll just guess Serial Killer. You both are right, and you were wrong on the Serial Killer. Oh, who was? The was serial it Charles killer? And- No, Richard Ramirez. Oh, shit. I've never even heard of him. Me neither. All right. Let's see here. I can't judge any of you. I have no malice against you and no ribbons for you. But I think it's high time that you start looking at yourselves and judging the lie that you live in. Serial killer. Jeannie? I'm going to take a long shot and say Biden. And it's a serial killer. Who is it, Pib? Oh, uh... Fuck, you asking me that, I'm going to have to say Charles Manson. You are right I'm... on both. <laughs> so do I get two points or just yes, one? Yes, you do. You got two points for that. All right. So real quick, for the last one, since I got the serial killer wrong, do I lose a point or do you just not get the bonus point for guessing? You just don't get the, you just don't get the bonus point if you... And what, I'm up to four right? now? Yep, you're oh, up three. to four. You're up to four. Whoa. Wait, I'm legitimately dress shopping right now. I'm letting you know so, that. Okay, so so base so you're at two points, Vinny, because you got the two before this correct, right? Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Two, two if you can guess the serial killer correctly. All right. Okay. All right. If I had intended to cheat, would I have been so stupid? I value my word above all else. Joe Biden. Say Biden again. You both are right. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> it's scary that you guys can differentiate these two. I tried to make this hard. Okay, I mean, hold up. I, I'm I, I could have asked Alice I how the fuck you size a dress. <laughs> I swear to God, if I hear the quote about him, how he likes how uh, how he likes children rubbing on his leg hairs, I'm gonna lose my shit. No, no, that would have been the easy one. Um, or you could have confused it with Ted Bundy. Um, uh, uh, that's fun. <laughs> all right, you ready? I'm the most cold hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet. Serial killer. Who's the serial killer? I don't know. I am going to guess, uh, fuck. What's his name? Don't, uh, the BTS guy. What? BTS, what? Uh, bind torture or uh, BTK? Sorry. Bind torture kill. I don't know who yeah. that is. I don't know his actual Who's name either. Oh fuck! It's scary that you guys are getting this so well. I mean, if you guys want to throw out guesses on who it could be, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll just leave you both at one point. I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna guess the BTK guy, but I don't remember his actual name. I can't think of any, and like I don't know many serial killers besides the fucking most obvious uh, names. Most of them are so. Some of these are very obvious serial killers. Okay, so you know what? I'll change my vote to Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, I'll put mine on Bundy. You're right, Vinny. (laughs) 
Oh. Ah, hell yeah. So what? We're right. both at five points now? Um, no, you are at six and Beanie is at five. Okay. All right. So one second, let me check out the ones that I have used. Sorry. Where's Amina's? There we go. I tell you what, you're making everyone else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very much. Very much. You can tell I'm new. Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. Fuck. <laughs> oh, why the fuck does Biden have such weird-ass fucking speakers? <laughs> so now I'm at six. Yeah. Technically, it should be eight, because Joe Biden is a serial killer, but I'll take seven. <laughs> Here's a good one. One of the things I've never been accused of is not caring about people. Serial killer, Charles Manson. Both of you are wrong. That's Joe Biden. Oh, well, the false one both of us have gotten wrong. <laughs> That one actually sounds exactly like a Charles Manson quote, though. That one sounds so much like a Charles Manson quote. All right, the next one. You people would convict a grilled cheese sandwich of murder, and the people wouldn't, and the people wouldn't question it. Yeah, I'm going to say serial killer, too. And again, I'm going to guess Charles Manson. Yeah, I was going to say Manson. Because it's you funny. both are right. On both on accounts? Both. Yep, that's, that's that's Charles Manson on both why does, accounts. Why does Manson always come up with the fucking craziest <laughs> shit to say? I swear the to God. The guy has a fucking swastika in his head. What are you talking about crazy shit? You know what? You're not wrong. But still. This, so you see, you know how back in the medieval times, if you cut a hole in your fucking head, you let the demons out. If you cut a swastika, you get crazy thoughts. All right. Look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. Charles Manson again. Serial killer. Beanie? I was just going to say serial killer. I don't know who that is. I don't know which one. Well, I'll give you both double points because Pib threw it out immediately. That is also Charles Manson. Mm. Holy shit. It's, I did not imagine the amount of rack up on this. I need to pick better quotes next time, apparently. I had to study Charles Manson in university. Oh, fuck. Well, you're out of Charles Manson quotes now, so things are going to get a little bit more difficult for you. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> All right. You're twice as likely to be struck as lightning as you are around to be affected by a terrorist event in the United States. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. No, no, I'm going to guess the Unabomber, serial killer. It is Joe Biden. Oh, shit. 
I believe Beanie just caught up. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So you are eleven points and Beanie is at ten. All right. Don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> You guys are right. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds such like a politician. <laughs> it almost sounds like a Manson quote, though. You gotta admit, oh, that sounds it so sounds much like to, a Manson quote. No, here's how I can tell Manson sounds like he legitimately believes his own shit. Joe Biden sounds like a pompous dickhead. Yeah, but I'm not changing the word of my voice. <laughs> All right. There's a tone to even wit and walls. All right. Now for the longest quote, and hopefully, hopefully you guys get caught up on this one. All right. All of a sudden, I realized I've done something that separated me from the human race, and it was like something I that could never be undone. I realized from the point that I could never be like normal people. I've stood there in the state for 20 minutes. I never felt an emptiness like I did right then. And I'll never forget that feeling. It was like I crossed over a realm that I would never come back from. Yeah, serial killer. You guys I'm going to take a long shot and say it's Bundy. No. Kind of close, though. I'm going to say Charles Manson. <laughs> no, it's David Allen Gore. Oh, I've never even heard of him. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. I think he killed, like, nine people. Oh, that's not very much. Joe Biden killed, like, thousands of brown kids. Oh, Jesus. All right, the next one. To me, this world was nothing but evil, but my own evil just happened to come out the cause of the circumstance of what I was doing. Serial killer. I don't know. Yeah, serial killer. Okay. You guys are right. That would be. Can I guess. I what? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, fucking. I don't know how to say his fucking name in English, uh, the pronunciation, but it started with a W, I think, like Wooz, Wuno, Pseudo Wudo. You are wrong. Do you have a guess for the serial killer, Beanie? Uh, can you give me the quote again? To me, this world was nothing but evil, and my own evil just happened to come out the cause of the circumstance of what I was doing. Wasn't his false name like? I remember his initials are A.W., but I can't pronounce his fucking name right now. I can't remember how it goes. It's like Alan, A.N., Ian, something. Yeah, I can't. I can't pull it I'm going to go give you double points on this one because 
I would it would be wrong of me to just spit in Pib's face on this one. It actually wasn't a man. If I'm correct, it was the one of the first women to be put on death row. And it's Eileen Warnos. Okay, yeah. See, I thought it was Alan like we know or something, but I remember yeah. the so she, she was a serial killer because she like literally close she specifically hunted men down and like close proximity shot them in the chest and i think she got through like eight or nine before she finally got caught fuck me in the act yeah all right and the last and not least this could be a joe biden quote this could be a serial killer quote I'm gonna guess. And this could tie up everything. This could tie up everything if one of you gets it wrong and the other one gets it right. I'm three points ahead, I thought. I believe you are actually only one point ahead currently. I think it's one or two now that he gave me double points for that. No, well, I, thought I, I, I also gave Beanie double points on that. Oh, hell yeah. Well, then, yeah, then I think it's um, one point. Our future cannot depend on the government alone. The ultimate solutions lie in the attitudes and the actions of the American people. Joe Biden. Biden. God damn, you both suck. (laughs) Yes, it's Joe Biden. (laughs) It's way too easy to pick out. I'm going to come up with an actual game show for this podcast just so I can get a bunch of you guys on and we can all do this i think that that would be really fun and it'll okay be really- Dave, i'm the oh, why don't i just call you my fucking username okay toast you want this i legitly googled it so uh you fucking pick brown and fucking blue <laughs> are you looking at a dress <laughs> yeah you challenged me i'm not fucking with you i'll do it blue <laughs> think it'll match your white ass better <laughs> Fucking cool. The fucking brown one was sleeveless and would have shown off how wide my fucking torso is. You baited me into this. Um, No, no, you baited me into this. I just don't back down from a challenge, no matter how (laughs) retarded or embarrassing it is. All right. In that case, our grand winner is Pib. Woo. DM me your PayPal. I will send you $5. I've got to fucking make a new PayPal, but I'll do it. Okay. If it is I'm... not redeemed within 24 hours, it will be sent to oh, you instead. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I will totally make a PayPal just to go fucking eat at McDonald's. Yeah, I heavily need the soundboard this podcast with just shit like that. Okay, how about I make you a deal, man, since I actually just got my paycheck? Either give it to Beanie or go buy... You know what? No, go buy Shaw a Happy Meal. No context. Just buy her a Happy Meal and sit it on the desk in front of her. Do I also have to record it? If you would, yes. Do I have to record it? The chicken nuggets and the French fries and a small coke. Do no, I? Have, do you gotta I have add to... the. You gotta finish it off with the little apples. No, no. You know what I want you to do? I want you to put these cereal killer croats on the Happy Meal box. Ah. Uh... You pick a specific one to put on the Happy Meal box, and I'll do it. Uh, okay, re- you know what? I will record it. I will record it, and I will post it on Podcast Main, and I'll retweet it onto my main. Okay, you know what? Which which quote did you like? I'm kind of saying, what do you think, Beanie? Which quote? 
know what? Let's really confuse her. Let's hit her with one of the Manson ones. I was thinking the fucking Ted Bundy one. No, no. You know what? Get get that one that was like, uh, and they get put the long one just so you have to do more riding. <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm not doing the David Allegory one. Okay, fine. Let me let me find a good one then. No, but I no. Honestly, the one I thought would trip you guys up until I realized that you studied Manson was that you people could convince the grilled cheese sandwich of murder and the people wouldn't question it. I genuinely thought that way I w- that one would trip you guys up. Well, actually, I didn't. Did it, did it get Beanie? Did that one? Yeah, get it beanie? did. He goes Joe Biden, and then that's the one I told you I fucking studied. That's how you oh. took the lead. Oh yeah, that was, okay. Wait, I thought it was the other. No, 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 it was a different. No, 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 you're right. I thought that one was going to trip you guys up a lot harder than it did because that one sounds like a legitimate Joe Biden quote. I'm sorry. Okay, are you ready for this? Here's the quote you have to pick, have to do. Uh, I forget who it's by, so you'll have to Google it, but it goes. When I use my knife, it brought psychological relief. I know I have to be destroyed. I was a mistake of nature. You're going to have to send me it with who said it so I can quote it on the box. Oh, fucking damn it. Hold up. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, but damn. So unless <laughs> apparently I am now buying Shara a Happy Meal. Yeah, with French fries and a six or four piece. I forget what the Happy Meal is. I think it's a four. Yeah, well, you've got to buy her some chicken nut and make sure she gets the toy, too. I will record it. I will do it. Don't worry. Does it need to be a girl's meal? You, you know what? You know her better than me. You pick. <laughs> it's going to be a boy's meal. Uh, all right. I think that that was a very fun and entertaining episode of the Icebox podcast. When you guys agree. <laughs> Yes. I honestly, God, didn't expect the amount of, uh, like, I expected some depth from the video game segment, but I did not expect you guys to just fucking roundhouse me. You guys made my review look like shit. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was going to do Middle Gear Solid because, again, I think that one explores wall a lot, too. I'm pretty but sure we would have gotten hours if we talked about Middle Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah, that's one reason I didn't do it. I'm like, I'll do Middle Gear Solid. He said a series. And then I'm like, holy shit, even the just counting the main series games, there's like 40 fucking Middle Gear Solid games. Yeah, and then we're gonna have to then we have to go on to the Phantom Pain. So have you seen the then... funny ass meme? Uh so y'all have both played the Middle Gear Solid games, right? I no, I'm pretty much caught up in all of them actually. Okay, so there's a funny ass meme that shows you know the meme where the kid finds the granddad's old game and goes, Granddad, what's this? Yeah. He goes, Granddad, what's this? And he goes, Sit down, son. Let me tell you the video games the series story. And then the next panel is both the granddad and the kid did from old age. But yeah, yeah. The moment uh, you meant, yeah, I started talking about Dead Space. You should have known that was going to go on a bit of. A oh, I knew, it. and I almost I baited you into it though. Yeah. yeah, you did. You're like you could do Dead Space, and then hold up, y'all. Y'all want to hear something? As as I, said, I, I knew as soon as I said. It hey, 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 hey! Can I interrupt real quick? Y'all want to yeah, hear sure. something awesome? Yeah. What? Fuck.
Oh, that actually got my air good. And now we have live gunshots on the Icebox podcast. Now I will buy a Happy Meal if y'all can guess what caliber round that was. I'll give y'all a hint. The caliber round was not the caliber of the gun. 38 special. Uh, Okay, you want to take a guess, Beanie? I'm going to be an asshole and say 10 millimeter. Okay, well, I guess now I've got to, with this knife, I will send Toast $5, and then him and Shaw can have a happy meal. (laughs) I was assuming 38 special off just the gunshot noise itself. But as soon as he said it was that the caliber that was like supposed to go in the gun, I knew it was thirty-eight. Well, I could have been. Two, three, five, five, I, I, yeah, I could have. I could have switched it around and said it was three fifty-seven mag because they interchange with each other. But see, that wouldn't have been true. You can't put a three fifty-seven in a thirty-eight. I know, but that's why I said thirty-eight. Yeah, I was like, uh, you see, I figured if I said that, y'all would either guess 38 or... Oh, my my initial guess was 38, because that didn't sound like an AR. No, no. And plus, there was no action, meaning it was... And I told you about the revolver, so... Yeah, no. I knew it was a revolver round, so it narrowed down my choices so much more. You know, can I just say this? I'm not advocating it. I've got to say that for all podcast legal reasons. If you're going to kill someone, why don't you use a fucking revolver? They don't eject the shell. (laughs) That's a good point. Got the next Ted Bundy. Um, sorry, uh, the next oh, Charles no, Manson. No. He's I the next Charles Manson. He's, he's obviously the next Charles Manson. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> I, I would love to be a serial killer just to say my fucked up quotes. Yo, and... can, can, can we just start with the fact? Can we start with his American history? Um, uh, hold up. First of all, can I make a request? Since I technically fought in the Caucasus Mountains and may have killed multiple people. Can I send you a quote and you put that in one of the random games we play with the guests? Yes. Yes, you can. When you actually send that shit, I will fucking do it. Yes. You were supposed to send it, what, two weeks ago? What? The package? No, I was supposed to send it on the 31st when I got paid and then mom got sick and Speaking of packages, Ian, what the fuck happened to those Magic Gathering cards? It's all being stacked up. The, the, worst, <laughs> yeah, part, the worst part, the worst part about your package, Danny, is that it's not like it's something that's set, right? Yours oh, keeps okay. growing. Why? Don't want it. Stop growing. Hey, hey, to be fair, Ian, you're a fuck. I love how you guys are just just calling me Ian at this point. I might as well First of all, I did it once. How many times did you use my name? Listen here, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what's Beanie's name? Get him on this. Yo, Eli, guess what? Uh, <laughs> what's up? All three of us are doxing. The title of this is we're doxing ourselves. That's all it is. That's what yeah. this fucking title of this podcast is. Okay, but anyways, yours also grow. So you got that fucking, I forgot. If you wanted the K two or one, yeah, I know. I, I'm giving you shit, dude. That's oh, all. Oh, I know. I but no, yours is still growing because I got another shipment of that caffeine chocolate. Oh, for fuck's sake! And so you got ten percent of it, which was four extra tens. <laughs> what? You got forty? Oh shit! Well, no. Now I have thirty <laughs> because I ate six of them today, and I'm giving you four. <laughs> 
and I'm eating another one right now. So I've got 29 left. So my heart may explode or I just may not sleep tonight. We're going to gamble this. Anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. Okay, if this gets 100 listens, I will live stream myself in the dress for the game show and I will eat 30 tins of caffeine chocolate. No, don't do that last part, please. And we'll play a game of will he finish or will he die? We can play you, un- you understand that if you eat 30 of those, that's 3,000 milligrams of caffeine. He's okay, taking- fine. Then I will buy the oh, caffeine no, 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 powder. No. Wait, 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 wait. That is 15,000 milligrams of caffeine at minimum. Okay, then I will buy those caffeine trucker pills and I will snort them. Yo, he's taking the lyrics, should I say or should I go to a whole new meaning. Hey, you know what? If my heart cannot handle 15,000 milligrams of caffeine, it's useless. Oh, no. <laughs> You're about to send yourself to see mom. I'm about Holy to. Shit. Well, you know. Okay. Ray and Alice have both informed me that I am not allowed to do this. No shit. <laughs> this man's about to go to heaven and challenge Jesus to a running match. And he's going to beat No, him. no. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. If I'm in heaven, my knee won't be fucked up, so why not? Stop. We're not making this a suicide podcast. Oh, damn it. We won't get a fucking drink the Kool-Aid. Come on. We're already on the subject of serial killers. Okay, get the fuck off here, Charles Manson. Um, First of all, um, I don't know. But yes, please buy Shaw the Happy Meal. and just. Just give it to her without context. But do you have you have a bag for Walk, right? The hardest part about this is that she'll listen to this podcast probably after it gets posted like a day or two from now. So that's going to be really difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know what, then? I still want it done. But it's, it would be better if it was a surprise because I would love for you to just walk in with your Walk bag and just as you walk by, whip out the Happy Meal and sit it in front of her. I'll try to do it. I'll try. I'll see if I can do it. <laughs> no, no fucking context at all. I'll still record it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll no context and I'll record it. Don't worry. She's yes, sitting right yeah. behind me too, so she doesn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yo. Yeah. What's up? So, it was. It was honestly between the Dead Space series and fucking Resident Evil franchise. You had me stuck on. Oh, oh really? Resident Evil again. We would have been here all fucking day. Yeah, because I literally own all of the Resident Evil games. You know, that is another scary bit. Now, don't crucify me, but I have never played a Resident Evil game. Oh. Well, not everyone has, so I'm not going to give you shit about it. Now, okay, let me rephrase myself. I have never owned or beat one. Of course, I played them like a friend's house for like five or ten minutes. Mm, Okay. Well, I think my favorite one is the one with the haggard ass English, with my favorite quote being, You, Jill, the master of unlocking, take this lockpick. Oh, the fucking original. Oh, and the Russian one where he says, Woman who unlocks, take pick of unlocking, unlock doll. <laughs> what it, dude, Resident Evil 1's voice acting was so horrendously bad. Are you ready like, for the best part? Jill in the Russian version, they could not find a female voice actor. So it's voiced <laughs> by the same person who voices Barry. 
he's trying to do a feminine voice, but it just sounds like it sounds like maybe if a woman smoked a carton of cigarettes every day and then swallowed gravel, it might sound like a woman. And I don't mean like worn down gravel. No, I mean like straight from the dig side gravel and broken glass. Okay. Okay. <coughs> we can continue this in the after show for the podcast, but I would like to thank everyone for coming in and listening to the Icebox podcast. I'd like to thank Pip for actually coming in today off the circumstances. If any of you follow him on Twitter, you know what's going on. Oh, yeah, but so, it gives me something to take my mind off, and Mom wouldn't want me to, you know, let her death get in the way of a something else. You know. <laughs> no, it's a commitment. I told you I'd do them all with you unless there was something physically stopping me. That's fair. And I would like to thank Beanie for coming on, because initially I had asked you because Pib wasn't going to be able to make it, but since both you were able to make it, it made this podcast so much better. Yes, Ray and my stepdad fell asleep, and so I'm like, well, this is, because anyone who knows me knows my family is very small. It is me, my sister, and now just as since my mom passed, so I was like, oh, now I get to think of awful bullshit. I need something to take my mind off of it. Well, thank you for everybody who came in and listened. Oh, I came three times in this podcast. (laughs) Especially when we were talking about Mel Gibson. Fucking not Mel Gibson. Fucking Charles Manson. How do you confuse the two? (laughs) I'm genuinely concerned. Okay, your pib fucking American history is now this. Heaven's Gate was done by Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, thank, when I'm he like was the... dressed up with the makeup and outfit from Braveheart. <laughs> Oddly enough, I can see that as an actual cult following, and it makes me uncomfortable. Um, as they drank the poison and put the bags on his head, he raised his claymore in the air and yelled, <laughs> media bullshit at the top of his lungs. Well, thank you for. And ever- then Porky the pig emerged from his anus and said, "That's all, folks." And that's why I'm ending this podcast on. Um, thank you for everybody who came and listened. You can find me at Beardy Anarchy on Twitter. You can find Pib at Pibnib on Twitter. Once you- again, <laughs> I am being accused of a crime I did not commit, and am not allowed to list off my own plugs. <laughs> I'm like the shitty one-eyed version of the A-team. Except for it's just one boss. Actually, no. My A-team is me and all the voices and PTSD flashbacks I have in my head. And you can find our podcast Twitter at Icebox Podcast. Do you have any place that you would like to drop, Beanie? Please, Beanie, list the kind of outlets you have in your house. I mean, there's a couple outlets I have. There's like a couple, like one right behind my computer. I see that now. I had to revoke two people from being able to this place. There's one right behind my bed, so I just plug my charger there for my phone. Yeah, um, same. 
I would love now for someone to get a picture of me and be like, they are the A team, but so there's only one of you. And in my head, it's all my dead friends. Do you have any actual plugs you'd like to list me? Uh, I mean, my, tw- my Twitter and my uh, Discord are, are the same. Nothing's really What about changed. your car? Does your car have one of those charges you can use to charge your phone? <laughs> I unfortunately don't own a car. Y'all are being fucking revoked. Um, so I'm you can sorry, find... but by telling us what we cannot do, that's not a very anarchist thing to do, is it? It's not very cash money of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you can yeah. find you so you can find Beanie at Magic Beanie on Twitter, and you can find his Discord at. Let me see if I can find the numbers after your name. 8609. Yeah. You can find Beanie on Discord at the Magic Beanie, pound sign 8609 on Discord. Appreciate everybody coming in. I now have to revoke two people's rights, so I'm going to start having the list plugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll if y'all all think that oh, unfair revoking of all Right, BS, please uh, push three and pound sign. It won't do anything, but in spirit, we will feel your support. It's like that Dragon Ball Z anime. Hold your hands up in the air and push three. You know what? You know what? I'll make you guys a deal. When did you become authoritarian? I'm not. I'm just getting pissed (laughs) off with people listing their outlets. No, no. You know what he is? He's a uh, he's a minarchist or whatever they are. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll make you guys a deal. All right. No. You guys right. can you guys can go back to listing your plugs, including outlets, for at least three podcasts. If you guys can get a petition of a hundred people. Okay, bet. Man, I don't know anybody. My, my, oh, my, I know my, just who I'm gonna ask for help. And you know I'm way too much of a shut-in to fucking socialize. And you You're cannot right, have. But and you know that retweeted don't count. Son of a bitch. You know that saying though. It, it has doesn't to be, matter on who you are. It matters on who you know. It has to be a hundred independent comments. Oh, that's fine. On a post. For a petition, a hundred independent comments, not conversation comments, because I know that you'll go back and forth with somebody to make up a hundred comments on the threads, and I'm not dumb. Yeah, there's no fucking way I'm gonna be able to do that. <laughs> you guys can have your fucking plug rights back. <laughs> Who do you think I am, my sister? I don't know many people. <laughs> yeah, but you're in a lot of Discord servers. Not really. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm friends with everybody. And how many people sign petitions that don't know what they're signing for? Maybe like four and that's it. I mean, that's four more than you had before. I'm li- I'm getting ready to make it change dot old thing. Oh my god. Are you actually <laughs> What the shit? He's making a change.org. <laughs> they do oh. other stupid bullshit. 
Did you fucking dude? I just saw this shit on my Twitter. At Survivor Kitty, please help me get a hundred comments so I can have my God given right to list my plugs unfairly taken by and fear the anarchy. <laughs> I love the sympathy in that. The unfairly taken, my God given right to list my plugs. Yes, they did. Both they come for your plugs and then they come for your guns. Everyone knows that. <gasps> all right <laughs> thank you for everybody who turns into this godforsaken podcast i'm not Dude. gonna lie it's gonna say the same thing on the change.org thing i know <laughs> we have uh, made it wait wait do they have to be english <laughs> i hate you because you're gonna get it you're gonna fucking get it <laughs> um, oh yeah yeah, fuck this. I'm posting it on my old VK, on my oh. old fucking units thing. I will get a hundred things within two hours. Uh, if you can prove it, fine. Um, I will send you the link to VK. I, I, I actually, I have a friend once send me a link to VK, and I couldn't <laughs> see what the fuck you, I was looking at. You, you know, Pib, I start to think that once uh, Ian finally sends out that fucking package to me, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get a crowbar, because he's going to have to send it in the fucking crate. Probably it is. You know, I might do that now. Just oh, Okay, how about I make you a deal? Okay. What if I can name my plugs, but I promise for two podcasts of your choosing... Fuck it. I'll do full podcast of your choosing. I will not reference Daddy Pinochet. I'm sorry, Papa Pinochet. No, no deal. Worst okay. trade deal. Worst well, trade deal in the history of trade deals. Worst deal in the history of trade. Well, just remember, you could have had something from the deal. No, I want, I want to see a change.org get 100 over this fucking shitty-ass podcast. I want oh, to I, you know how much stupid bullshit, people? All I have to do is put what I did of taking my God-given rights and people immediately think it's the Second Amendment thing and sign it. Yo, Ian. Uh, yeah, what's up? You know you should send it? Huh? Check your Discord DMs. Oh, thanks. I actually thank you. I need this file for this <laughs> argument. <laughs> I need this file for this argument. Oh, is it a printout picture of Joe Biden? <laughs> no. One second. I'm going to send you this, all right, bro? I'm going to send you this. Oh, shit. God. I don't think I like where this is going. Make sure you took, put sound on. <laughs> I've actually seen that before. Uh, damn. Okay. Well, thank so, you, everyone. So, Ghost, how would you rate my pity card of dragging Survivor Kitty into this? I hate you. Um. Hey, I you. had to do it quick before you stated we could not ask for help. <laughs> thank you for everyone who has tuned into this Hold fucking up, podcast. Should I legitimately spend 70 of my own dollars to fucking sponsor this change.org petition so more people see it? I think Beanie gives a fuck.
Huh? I said, should I spend my own money to fucking let more people see this shitty fucking petition? Oh, no. No. Thank you you for everyone who has dropped in once again. We appreciate you coming in on the Icebox podcast, and we appreciate the support. My co-hosts are going to hell. Y'all suck. And we will see and you on the next fucking episode of the Icebox Podcast. Don't forget, you have to die in combat or you do go to hell. Fuck off. <laughs>